showing you how to reignite the embers of a distant and lonely relationship into a blazing, emotionally intimate connection. I'm your host, Amber Dawson. I'm a psychologist, author, and speaker. A few of my favorite things are my husband, Grapes, and my adorable little dog, Riggs. Now let's learn how to create a soul crush in love that lasts. Hit subscribe in your podcast app so that simply by listening, you can rekindle your relationship by pouring a little gas on your relationship ember. This podcast is for informational purposes and should not be misconstrued for specific relationship advice. For advice for your specific relationship, seek a local couples therapist for relationship counseling for couples therapy. In your relationship, have you ever thought, I want to feel liked, I want to feel loved, respected, cherished, appreciated? If you answered yes, you're wanting to strengthen or at least maintain the fondness and admiration system in your relationship. And Gottman and Silver's 1999 book that you've probably heard of, The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work, they outline the seven pillars of what makes marriage work and the fondness and admiration system is one of them. Now, I know in my first marriage, I felt disgust, disrespect. Um, It wasn't very happy. It wasn't very healthy. And this fondness and admiration system was something that wasn't intact. It was something that began to crumble. Neither of us respected each other. And after a long day at work, I would rather sit with my headphones on reading a book than engage with my ex-husband which is so different than now in my second marriage where I'm truly happy when my husband comes in the door. I can't wait to see him with a smile on my face and greet him with a hug. And the difference in these relationships, one of the differences, there's many differences. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you get little tidbits here and there is the difference. One of the differences is the difference in the fondness and admiration system. So if your fondness and admiration system is present in your relationship, there's still hope. So it doesn't mean that there's going to be instant connection, harmony, walking hand in hand into your future is going to be like easy, breezy, and free of heartache, but it's possible to create a happy, healthy relationship that withstands the test of time. If you and your partner are willing to learn some skills and tools to weather some storms together and create that better relationship. Whereas if that fondness and admiration system is gone, it's non-existent in your relationship, that means your relationship is in a lot of trouble. So fondness and admiration are just super key elements in a satisfying long-term relationship. I mean, who wants a long relationship, but a long relationship where you dread seeing each other? That doesn't sound like what I'm in for. I mean, it might be for you, but it's not for me. Now, having a strong fondness and admiration system doesn't mean your partner won't drive you crazy when they cook their state wrong, leave wet towels on the bed, leave an empty carton of eggs in the fridge, or maybe don't fill up the car with gas. Yeah, okay, their annoying habits are still going to bother you. But because you have a strong fondness and admiration system, because you like your partner, you can still treat them with respect, even when they annoy you. And if you're like me, probably at some point you bought into the thought, the idea that, you know, love should just be enough and you shouldn't need to do certain things to make your relationship work. Okay. I used to think that when I was younger, now I'm a little older, a little wiser, a little educated. And I know that's not true. I was working with a client this week who told me that 
an early relationship, she starts out saying things like, sweetheart, could you please put the towel away? And she uses terms of endearment when making a request. They went on to tell me that this kind of being nice isn't sustainable in long-term relationships. What they really want to say is you're a child. Your wet towel on the bed is nasty and put it away. Now this person is seeing me because their relationships continue to deteriorate and they want to know what their part is in that deterioration. I pointed out that um, one of the most toxic communication patterns is contempt. When you speak to your partner with contempt, this is when you talk from a place of relative superiority. It can come um, insulting or injuring. It's just not very great. When you behave this way, you usually don't feel appreciated or respected and the fondness and admiration system in your relationship is in the dumps. When you speak to your partner and tell them they're being a child and their towel on the bed is nasty, that's likely going to damage the relationship and lead the relationship to break down. So my client argued they can't maintain being sweet all the time. So here's the thing, you don't have to be sweet all the time, but at very least you need to be neutral. But for a long-term relationship to flourish, it's important to be sweet. You might not need to be sweet, but you've got to be kind sometimes and at least respectful. And you got to treat your partner. You got to show them that you like them. You cherish them. You appreciate them. You got to show them that through your words and actions at the beginning of the relationship, the middle of the relationship, so that there isn't an end of the relationship. Now, as Gottman and Silver point out, the fondness and admiration system is a fragile system. And it's important to keep in mind that this system is at the heart of friendship and that's at the heart of a great relationship. You have to nurture the fondness and admiration system to nurture your love. That means intentional effort, intentional action. And if you're noticing that contempt is present in your relationship in high amounts and the fondness and admiration system is non-existent, that means your relationship's probably in a lot of trouble. But the good news is, as long as there's a little bit of ember glowing in your relationship within that fondness and admiration system, it's pretty easy to reignite. And the tasks to reignite the fondness and admiration system are simple and straightforward. One of the hardest parts of actually reigniting the system is just the willingness. Now, in couples therapy, people tell me things like, I'll be nice when I feel like it. The problem with this is you don't feel good. And when you don't feel good, you're not likely going to do things that are going to promote good feelings. If you want to change the way you feel, you need to change the way you behave. So think about it like this. Have you ever thought, mm, I'll work out when I feel like it. There have been so many lazy Sunday mornings in January on a cold, snowy Canada day. There are countless times I have not wanted to get out of bed and do a workout. But if I make a day with my friend and go to a spin class, I'll go. Now, that doesn't mean I want to go and I feel like it. It probably isn't until some way midway through the spin class, maybe like 20 minutes in, when I really start feeling myself and feel the good tracks playing in the sound system. And I'm like, yes, I am so glad I'm working out. It's in those few moments, I'm stoked I got there and I want to do it again. But I would have never had that feeling if I stayed laying in bed. So the same thing is going to happen in your relationship. If you're not doing the things to get the good feelings, you have to do the things to get the good feelings. If you're doing the neutral things and the nothing things, you're not going to get the good feelings. So here are three little ways you can pour a little fuel on your fondness and admiration fire. So, okay, here's one. If you're already someone that journals daily, maybe writes out a daily gratitude, you can just write out something you like about your partner. And hey, if you're not a journaler every day, you can just remind yourself of something you like about your partner. Literally just think it. 
The second thing you could do, you could do this together or alone, is you could think of something you appreciate about your partner and then think of a little story that illustrates that quality and share these with each other. So for example, I appreciate that my partner is super adventurous. Because he's adventurous, we end up on all of these amazing summer vacations, summer camping things that I would never do on my own. Before we started dating, I had camped, but I would not call myself a camper. Now I've got my own pants that zip off at the knee, my own backpacking backpack. I've got a little blow up thing I put on to sleep on the ground in my own sleeping bag. Because he takes me on these backcountry camping trips, I certainly would have never done on my own, but I so appreciate these moments and these times with him. That's a story about him being adventurous. I guess a story that further illustrates that is this summer, him and I took out our little boat raft and we uh, ended up at this camp spot that had this amazing beach that overlooked the water. And we just stayed up until the mosquitoes made us go into our tent, just telling stories, listening to books and just sitting out by the fire. It was amazing. And all that happens because he's adventurous. So that's an example of sharing a quality and telling the story. I think the story really brings it to life. And when you share it with your partner and you tell the story, it's, it's like this example that often makes people feel good. It's more than just saying, Hey, I like you. You're adventurous. Tell them why. And one of the third things you can do to pour a little fuel on that fire is think back on fond memories, like how you met your first date, early dating, the first trip you took, or maybe your wedding or commitment ceremony. Think about what you like about those times and then have a conversation with your partner about what you remember. So those are three more formal tips, but this can just be done in little ways every day. Once I learned about the fondness and admiration system, I was conscious in thinking about, okay, I want to make sure my second marriage works. So I'm intentionally going to make sure I'm thinking about daily what I like about my partner and expressing to him daily through my words and actions that I like him, that I appreciate him, that I love him. You know, my husband is a great husband. He doesn't know a lot about relationships formally, but you know, intuitively he does, but I'm willing to bet because I so freely share with him how I feel. And I initiate telling him what I like about him. This, this creates a platform for a lot of reciprocity between us and good feelings between us. And in turn, he tells me a lot of great things about me often because I tell him good things about him. So if you're in a relationship though, where you don't share a lot of what's going right and it feels funny or a bit unnatural, don't feel like you have to lay it on thick and do something super weird because that's just going to feel weird, but start where it feels natural or at least not too inorganic. It could be small things like saying, thank you for dinner. I really appreciated that. It was good. Making your partner a cup of coffee or just thinking in your mind what you like about your partner. The more you engage in nurturing the fondness and admiration system, the more comfortable it will feel. And the more comfortable it will feel, the more you can experiment with new and different ways to think and express your care, appreciation, and respect for each other. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Psych, the podcast put on by Ember Relationship Psychology. If you're looking for more free relationship help or advice that comes straight from the couples therapy room, check out the free resources and the blog at www.emberrelationshippsychology.com.